Now we're going to go into our time when our speakers come before us this morning. And uh, we'd like to call up Dr. Nikolai Dan this morning, if you would mind coming up this morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Fine. Just want to say a few words about you. And uh, you're from Romania, aren't you? Yes. And uh, where did you go to medical school? In Bucharest. In Bucharest. Yeah. And where did the Lord lead you after, after, after medical school? To Wildwood Lifestyle Center in Georgia. And then uh, from there to Loma Linda University and from there back to Romania. Amen. So he led you in a pathway where you were fulfilling his purpose for your life, right? I hope so. And uh, what are you doing presently? Where, where, where is he leading you right now? I'm working at the Lifestyle Center, uh, Hergelia Lifestyle Center in Romania, and I'm there for 14 years. We for 14 are years? Yeah. And how, how has the Lord blessed you there in, in, this, in this venture? And what well, do you see as a future for the Lifestyle Center there as you fulfill God's ministry? For, for, for you? Well, God, God see, uh, sees a lifestyle center near every big city, so I see a bright future for, for this kind of work, although it doesn't seem like that, mm -hmm. but uh, God is very persistent when he has a dream. Amen. And I like that. I like that. So Dr. Dan is going to come to us now for the next 20 minutes and talk about, is this the time? Well, it, it worked before. Hopefully, it will work now also. Um, well, first of all, I would like to thank you so much for inviting me to, to speak. And, you know, when the president is up, there are a lot of background people which uh, lift him up. And uh, I'm thinking now about my wife, the children at home, covering the home base. I'm thinking about my, my co-laborers. We just finished the session. Um, last Thursday, uh, we had 53 patients, and then we, I'm so thankful uh, when I'm thinking about our ministry, I have to, to mention people who are here in, audi in this audience. I'm thinking about Fred Bishop from, from Health Ministry Foundation, who has been working with us uh, even from the beginning, uh, Neil Nedley, Todd Guthrie, and you know, there are many others, I'm sure, who contributed uh, to Hergelia. Uh, there's still no, no light. What's happening? <coughs> okay. Okay. So uh, I'm so thankful for a team because without this team, I can't go nowhere. And uh, well, you know, maybe some of us reading uh, through the Ministry of Healing or Councils on Health were, uh, were very disturbed to the amount of uh, length of pages. Uh, which are written about sanitariums, lifestyle center. Of course, we understand that's medical and surgical work, but, you know, doesn't seem to click uh, today, maybe. Uh, so I'm here to ease a little bit uh, our, our discomfort with that and to tell you that it, this is not the time to build more sanitariums in the United States. Um, why is not the time? Sanitarium doesn't work in Western societies. It works only in selected cultures less developed, like Eastern Europe. It worked then, on uh, Len White's time, but it is not working now, 
in the postmodernist society. People today, the postmodernists need, need the virtual world. They are not uh, looking for human touch. Uh, why is not the time? Because it doesn't work if the state or insurance doesn't reimburse for it. Doesn't work if the economy is not working well. Doesn't work if you cannot pay similar wages to what people get outside. And sanitarium today, today are hardly self-sustaining. <clears throat> we need modern hospitals, really not lifestyle centers. We just don't have that amount of money. Well, 20 years ago, this is what we've been told, the same arguments. <clears throat> Many people, including our brethren, said that it's not possible to have a Hergelia in Romania. They told us that this is, this is an American model, and it works here, but not in Romania. <laughs> <clears throat> works there in the US, but uh, so this is the geographical argument. It worked then in Sister Wife's uh, time, but not now. This is the time argument. We are poor, we said in Romania. It works in America where people are better. Well, <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm so indebted to my father who taught us in, in our home that the spirit of prophecy should be read as it is written. And uh, <clears throat> when, when the, it was the sudden fall of communism, We've been waiting for that. My father told us that, you know, there will be a time, uh, Russia and the communists doesn't have a place in the prophecy. And there will be a time when the United States will lead. And, you, you know, the that, that is the time when Christ will come, you know, close, close to Christ's coming. So when that happened, the fallen, uh, uh, the fallen communists, we were so enthusiastic and we had that sense of urgency. We have what to, we need to do, we need to do uh, soon. And we read statements like this, that the establishment of sanitariums for the care of sick and the suffering is just as necessary in Europe as in America. Uh, then we read about the establishing uh, sanitariums in the European countries. The most perplexing question will arise. But from the light given, the institution will be established, which, though at first small, will be, by God's blessing become long, uh, larger and stronger. 25 years ago, this was in 1875, the Lord revealed to me that the best way in which to reach the higher classes is through our sanitariums, and then it says where it should locate it. Just last session, ended uh, this Thursday, uh, we had 53 people uh, attending the session, and we had five mayors. They didn't plan to be together, but it happened that we had five mayors together. One of them was uh, a former uh, representative in the House of uh, Representatives, and uh, what a group it was. They, they would never come to a church. If they come, they come to speak a few words maybe when they renovate the church and then they are gone because they are very busy. But sanitarium work is one of the most successful means of reaching all classes of people. In the same session, this, uh, uh, just a second, this is not This was not planned. These people saw this book. We just came out with, with this uh, cookbook, and uh, it's a dietary guide for vegetarian diets. And uh, they thought, you know, it's an interesting place, kind of a little bit weird. Uh, let's send our parents. So they did that about one month ago. <laughs> and the parents felt so well, they said, you need to go to this place. So they came. And I had, before I came to the United States, I had the privilege to talk to them. And uh, 
usually I tell them the story of Ergelia because patients are very interested to know who is behind. Maybe it's a rich man, maybe the church, the, the Adventist church is behind. And we, I tell the story that really God is behind. And uh, they said, you know, you should franchise this. And, and this is not the only patient who said that. Many patients tell us, you, you should franchise this. It's such an interesting project. It's just such a good project. You should do that. I have a few pictures from, uh, from uh, Hergelia. Uh, we, you know, I saw that California and the developed uh, states doesn't give up agriculture. So we didn't give up agriculture at Hergelia. Uh, after 20 years, what, what is the impact? And, you know, this is for God's grace. Uh, we, I'm, I'm not boosting here, but I just want to see you what happens when you, you obey God's word. And don't obey the voices which says, well, it's impossible. <clears throat> here is a map. And uh, here is Sergelia. And one year ago, another sanitarium was opened in eastern R uh, Romania. About half of the workers there are trained or former workers of ours. Um, then a patient of ours, a mayor, uh, when he went home, he, he thinks that God healed him. So he went home with this vision to establish something near Bucharest. Now, it happens that all the conferences in Romania want a, 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 a sanitarium. We have six conferences. And uh, so he went home and got in touch with the church. And uh, he offered a beautiful piece of land. It's just, just beautiful. So the church uh, has that piece of land right now. And we are working together to develop a nice plan, architectural plan. And uh, the young leadership there in the conference, they want to get it over in their terms. So in two years to have a sanitarium here. And then this, this one is also uh, developing uh, and there are other two which are in advanced phase of construction. So I think in Romania we are coming a little bit close to having a sanitarium near every big city. And we thought we are poor. <clears throat> At least 100,000 people were impacted, but very closely impacted. I mean, when you have people uh, connected with you and then they go home and talk to their spouses. That means a close connection throughout all Romania. Almost everywhere you go, people know or heard about Ergelia. Then our health magazine, uh, we are producing it every month and it's uh, the first joint venture between a, a self-supporting institution and uh, the church. We have 50-50, but the church owns 90 actually. Uh, uh, anyway, it goes every month to about 10,000 people. And uh, the colporteurs are distributing it. So about 50 people hear about this. Uh, then you go to the government, local or central, and you, you have people who know about Hergelia. Then the church was positively impacted. Uh, the pastors see former, former patients from Hergelia searching for a church, going to the church. And... Uh, then in the area of research, we had this goal from the beginning to do research in lifestyle medicine. And believe it or not, Loma Linda sponsored a self-supporting institution. Of course, not, you know, they didn't cover all the costs, but they were involved with, with money. And they were involved with researchers to do this. Um, and it was, to my knowledge, I, I did a lot of research, it was the first randomized clinical trial in a living lifestyle setting. I figure out that it will cost here maybe uh, almost close to uh, half a million dollars to do s such a research. In Romania, you know, didn't cost that much. And just to show you, uh, 
what happened to Daniel in 10 days. Uh, the cholesterol dropped about uh, 31%. LDL dropped uh, uh, about 34%. Uh, triglycerides dropped, although on a high uh, carbohydrate diet, but it's a complex carbohydrate diet. We don't have time to go into this. But what is very interesting is that the good lifestyle is contagious. Those who came, uh, the group who came, the treatment group, really talked to the, to the control group. And you see here what happened. Uh, <laughs> You know, as a researcher, I was not so happy because after 45 days, there was no statistical significant differences between the two groups. But, but as a public health professional, I was so happy because it works. Good lifestyle is contagious too. And then in the area of education, we trained more than 300 students from 16 countries in our medical missionary school. Uh, and then we, we have a school, uh, K-112, with 100 students enrolled. Um, and then beyond that, we have calls from Spain, from Italy, from Serbia, from Hungary to establish sanitariums. Um, graduates for Hergelia are working currently in Moldova Republic, establishing a sanitarium in Bulgaria, Ukraine, and Israel. This is just a picture from uh, Moldova Republic. We are very close. We hope by next year to be able to open this, this lifestyle center. Uh, uh, this was the first class uh, of graduation in 2004. In Bulgaria, we have a, a former student of ours, and he got this property. Just uh, you, you cannot build with the money he bought it. You cannot build such a beautiful uh, place. Uh, it's, it's very, very nice, and they are remodeling right now. <clears throat> and I want to go to Israel. And I'd like to, to invite my sister up here because she just came Thursday. She returned from Israel where we had the, the first lifestyle session ever, uh, and she, she was the coordinator there. I just want to, to tell you um, very shortly, in the, uh, September two, 2008, I was invited by the leadership there, by the Romanian pastor of church in Tel Aviv, and from Yom Kippur, I went there to see the country, to see the, the culture, and then adv advised them to start with training the lay people. And we did that in April 2009, a three-month course, three-week three course, and then it followed up with a health expo in Haifa. It was the first health expo in Israel, and 700 people attended. Uh, the church there said that it was the first successful social event they had there. Uh, 250 registered to follow up with the, with the health club. Uh, but guess what? In June 2009, we could not start five health clubs because we didn't have the people. So people said, well, Israel is so hard to be worked, but we, we found out that not the, the grains, not the grain is the problem. The laborer is really the, the problem. But that one, one uh, health club which started, it's still running. They are meeting, you know, religiously, and there are some people who are already attending the church from there. And in 2010, we had the first lifestyle session. And most of the workers are, are from there, are natives. Um, these are the students who graduated. And I, let me tell you something interesting happened. Uh, just one day after the first lifestyle session ended, this new, uh, appeared in the news, in Jerusalem Post. Doctor Society, and uh, was talking about the Israel Family Physician Society, has decided to talk to patients, oh, finally, about lifestyle changes, including smoking, cessation, exercise, and diets. And this is what, what uh, they say. 
that convinced that prescribing pills to help their pa uh, patients lose weight is impractical and even dangerous since reductil was removed from pharmacies around the country due to higher risk of heart attacks, the Israel Family Physician Society has decided on a bold step. Oh. From now on, it will promote disease prevention by talking to all patients about lifestyle changes, including smoking cessation, exercise, and nutritious diets. They discover what we knew for one wonder here ago. One, 100, uh, yeah. This is regarded as a revolution in the society, which has 2,000 members. We as a society, and this is the chairman of the society, believe that this subject did not get the importance it deserved for many years, as we stressed giving medication because we thought it was very difficult and even impossible to influence patients to change their lifestyle. If we all push for this, we can reduce the mortality and morbidity and so on and so forth. We fail by thinking pills are the answer. Oh, <laughs> so this was one day after the lifestyle uh, session ended. I have Magdalena here and I want to ask her, how did this lifestyle session go? You, how many patients did you have? Thank you so much for allowing to share the joy that I have in my heart. I never planned to go to Israel, even to visit. I'm so busy in Herglia. And uh, when my brother extended the invitation to go and help him in the one-month training program last year, I never dreamed uh, what is going to happen. I am here to tell you that we had 17 patients in the first lifestyle session in a place that we rented. Um, it's not very easy to have a program in a rented place, but God was with us and helped so us. So how did you do the hydrotherapy, the, the massage? Yeah, we the... have to do lots of improvising and lots of prayer, and it worked wonderfully. Uh, so uh, what, what are some of the results? Tell us, you, you told me a, a, a wonderful story about this patient. Yes, um, her name is Tal, and uh, when uh, we were thinking to have this lifestyle session to see if it works in Israel before uh, planning to buy a property and start a lifestyle center, uh, we decided to make some uh, advertisement. So we, print, we printed some material. And one day, this lady, she walked on the street, she sat on a bench, and she put her head in her hands and she said, God, I don't know where to go. I need help. I need some rest. I'm, I don't know what to do. Please help me. When she opened her eyes, she wouldn't believe. She looked down, uh, and she saw this advertisement, please come and rest. This, this, this flyer. <laughs> yeah, this flyer that somebody dropped it on the street, and she said, thank you, Lord. She right away called the number, and uh, Dr. Oksana answered the phone. She uh, walked over to the office, and she uh, registered. She paid the down payment. And you know what? God encouraged us to this first patient. We should continue, and we should uh, go ahead with this plan. Um, you know what? When we opened the session, and she came there, 
She was in a bad situation. She had some problems that the doctor wouldn't know how to resolve it and put her on a very strong tranquilizer. She was a smart lady. She didn't want to take them. And by God's grace, with natural remedies and with wisdom for, from God, um, her situation got better and better. And she started being interested in Messiah and asking us to help her through the prophecy. And you can see um, farther, you can see our wonderful food there. And thank you so God for volunteers. We had a doctor from United States and some other volunteers. Now, if you just look at this picture, for you wouldn't mean anything. But for me, it means a lot. You can see Tall. She is there in that uh, uh, red blouse. And next to her is the exercise therapist. And every time she had to do her bike riding, um, she will ask uh, uh, the therapist to read from her, from Daniel. Here we are in an outing. We went to visit the uh, Sea of Galilee because this uh, kibbutz was close to the Sea of Galilee. So she, she was interested in Daniel prophecies, and uh, you know, the, the physical therapist explained to her uh, the Daniel prophecies. Yes, she watched us, and she felt like in a family, and. You know, her heart warmed up. She always told us, you are like a family here, so busy, like a bee. Um, uh, hives, or how yeah, you call it? Yeah, to help us. And um, she became our friend. So she asked the therapist on this outing on the Sea of Galilee to continue to tell her, tell her about Daniel and to read to her. And every morning when we will do our exercise, she will do that. Here we have two other patients. This is Leah and Nina. Nina's husband died nine months ago. She was heartbroken. Our family atmosphere, the warmth that she felt there, warmed her heart too. And she said, if my husband had listened to the lectures, if he had known, if we had just known this before, he, wouldn't die. he, wouldn't, he would be still alive. They went, they live in a very exquisite place. They went there, and then uh, Daniela, one of our team members, went and visited the place, and everybody knew about our lifestyle session program, and they were asking, when are you going to have another one? We would like to register. We would like to go there. We hear this unimaginable uh, uh, news that uh, this Leah and Nina brought back from so there. So th those are you who work in lifestyle centers knows what, what work it takes to do it uh, off campus, but uh, they've done it. These are some, uh, Magdalena tells me, some very, very These ill are very patients. sick people. So the only thing they could do is some mild hydrotherapy. For some of them. <laughs> uh, just want to to show you the, the... You know, everyone, everyone, there was a lady that was very, very, um, not very happy when she came there, but after three days, everybody noticed, even the patients, that she changed her attitude. And then there was the, the, the boss of the kibbutz. Uh, they yes. They invited you back, and, you know, he was there. Uh, tell us a little bit about... Uh, 
uh, this potential lifestyle center in Israel? Okay, um, we found this property, a beautiful property that is a boutique hotel and uh, has uh, potential that we started to uh, start the program right away, has all the approvals, everything. And uh, um, we pray that we will be able to buy this property. I want to tell you, Tal, after she went home, I met with her, and she told me, please, buy that property, please. I would like to go back. And so my family and my friends, she said, I would sell my house, uh, but I don't know where I'm going to live anymore. So she was so anxious that we buy this property. We have some uh, some pictures. Beautiful, beautiful it's, property. It's ready. It's ready to go, actually. Thank you, Magdalena, and uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> well, she's uh, she's a great sister to have. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Rodika and Eric uh, are here. They will lead in one of the walks, possibly. Well, fi a final word to you. <clears throat> While I was preparing and was praying what to say, I had this conviction, and I'm not a prophet, you know, take it like that. But I had this conviction, and I need to talk to you. You are a special, uh, not a club, but you know, you are special. You you are interested in 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 medical missionary work. That's why you are here, and I really think it's high time to to have a lifestyle center, you know, which is representative in the United States. I mean, you are, you are not poorer than us. You are no, not, you have so, so much intelligence here in this country. And I, I think we owe it to the world. I mean, let's not wait until Dr. Ornish lobbies in, uh, you know that he's uh, the physician to, he was to Clinton, he's with Obama, lobbies so that we will be re reimbursed for lifestyle medicine. Let's not wait and then to jump on the wagon. I think we owe it to the world to have an ancillary sanitarium or lifestyle center or whatever you want to call it here in the United States. I don't know the details. I don't know where it should be. Maybe, maybe we should strengthen Weimar and then work with Loma Linda to do, to do outstanding research. Uh, maybe we should have something near Loma Linda. Dr. Harding had this dream to have Oakland. Uh, Dr. Hart showed me this, this was in Ogleland, there was an area where they were planning, I think they even bought a property. Uh, somehow it didn't work out. But I think, you know, God didn't give up on this dream. And I think it's high time, especially, I mean, all these, all these people outside, everybody, you go to Harvard, you go to Mayo, nobody encourages anybody to eat meat. Everybody encourages plant-based meat. I met the other day with Dr. Sabate from the nutrition department, and, and he said, everybody, is, this is become, becoming fashionable. Everybody study plant-based diet, vegetarian nutrition. So I think this would be such a blessing to have such a representative institution here in the United States, and then it will mushroom. It will mushroom because, you know, I think this is God's plan, and he didn't give up on having a sanitarium and understand me, this is not, I'm not talking, you know, Yuchi Pines, uh, Wildwood are doing a great job. We won't be Hergelia without them. But probably there are more inventive ways to do this in the 21st century. And to have students and to have the students witness uh, this showcase of God's healing grace. So I, uh, I plead with you to consider and... Uh, because they say there is not, not the time, but the spirit, the prophecy says this, this is high time 
patients, non-SDA, say that this should be franchised like McDonald's. And let's not wait until Dr. Ornish succeeds in that. Let's, let's do it now. And my question for you is, what do we say? What is our response? This media was produced by Audioverse for Amen, Adventist Medical Evangelism Network. If you would like to learn more about Amen, please visit www.amensda.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.